Hello, everyone. You've made it to the Supermom University podcast. So excited that you're on with me today. There's so much that I want to share with you today as it relates to your children, as it relates to yourself, and as it relates to life. The Supermom University podcast really is the place to come when you want to connect with other like-minded women and when you just want to know something about what's going on with your children and maybe you want a few tips. Maybe you want to hear an affirmation, a confirmation about something that you're going through. Well, listen, today I want to talk with you about raising supernatural kids. Some of you were children that had amazing dreams growing up. Some of you were children that saw things in the realm of the spirit, although you didn't have the language to say that. You didn't know that you were seeing something supernatural. You didn't know that you were seeing something in the realm of the spirit. And you really didn't know whether it was something that was good or bad. Well, today I wanna to talk with you a little bit about how you managed, what you're doing about it now, and how you can actually raise children that are supernatural and what that really means. And so let's just jump right into prayer as we get started with the podcast and begin to unpack some of these amazing concepts and talk about what God really would like to see in the lives of those of us that call ourselves supernatural. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify you for all that you are, for all that you're doing, for all that you've been. We thank you, God, because you're amazing. We thank you, God, for families that love you. We thank you, God, for picking us, for choosing us. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here today to unpack some of these things and to just look at scripture and to walk away with more confidence. That's what we really want. Walk away with more confidence, to walk away knowing a little bit more about who we are, a little bit more about who our children are. And so, Father, we thank you for all of this and for what you're about to do in this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so let's get into this. Some of you are big dreamers. You're mothers and you're on here with me. You guys know I'm a mom. I'm a mom of four biological kids, four adopted kids that lived with me while they were in high school. I've got three godchildren and I just love kids. You know, I love kids. I once was a kid just like you, right? But sometimes we run into these little um, trouble spots when we don't really know what to do. Some of you were those kids that had dreams, you had visions, and you just may have experienced some things, maybe supernatural, even in your life, and you just didn't have language for it. You didn't know what it was. You didn't know if it was demonic. You didn't know if it was something that was supposed to be happening, something that was uh, quote unquote angelic. You just didn't have a clue. And you probably, like me, didn't really have anyone that you could bounce that sort of stuff off of, or at least if you did, you didn't know, right? And so as I look at scripture, I love this particular scripture and you guys are all familiar with it, at least you should be, but it is the scripture that talks about Samuel, scripture that talks about Samuel and Eli and um, how Samuel heard the voice of the Lord God Almighty, right? And so I want you to just take a few minutes and I want to just read this to you because it's so, so powerful, so powerful when we look at this particular scripture. And I believe it's 1 Samuel 3. And um, I want to look at it in, let's see, let's look at the version. I think we're going to just look at it um, in a basic King James version. And um, 
we're, what we're going to look at, just to give uh, bring context to it, this is a story about uh, Samuel. And Samuel was a child who uh, was desired. Listen, his mom wanted to have him you know, like, it was just something that she prayed for. It was something that she cried out to God for. It was something that she didn't think would ever happen, but she continued to believe God. And um, this story brings us to the place where Samuel is already born. God blesses his mother with the child and he's born and he's living with Eli, the prince in the temple, the, the Levite prince in the temple. And we're going to pick it up right here in 1 Samuel, where he hears the voice of the Lord God. And I'm using Bible Gateway. I like to use version as well. For those of you that are familiar with me, I've got amazing devotionals on version, the Bible app. And you may be familiar with it, um, but the Bible app, you can get, you can read any scripture in I think there are over, I think there's almost 2,000 languages that they have at this point um, where you can literally read um, scripture, devotionals, all of those great things that are often, um, in some apps they might be, they might cost you something, but on the Bible app, it's all free. And so let's pick it up right here in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And it says, the boy Samuel continued to serve the eternal one under the guidance of Eli, continue to serve God under the under the guidance of Eli. And then it goes on to say um, that in those days, the word of the Lord was precious. In those days, there was none open, no open revelation. For in those days, there was no open revelation for anyone. Verse two says, therefore, it was one, it was done in a day. Eli was in bed and his eyes were dimmed. He was at that age where his eyes were dimmed and he couldn't really see that well. And so it was done one night, one night, um, as Eli lay on his bed, as Eli lay on his bed and his eyes were dimmed, the lantern of the Lord was not yet quenched. And Samuel slept in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And Samuel also slept in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And the Lord called Samuel and he answered Samuel and said, and he answered, Samuel answers, and he says, lo, lo, I'm ready. Here am I. This is Samuel calling out to Eli. And he runs to Eli and he says, lo, here I, here I am. You called me? And Eli says to him, no, I didn't call you. Turn back again and go to sleep. And he went and he went back to sleep. And as he went to sleep, he heard again, the Lord again, he heard the Lord again say, Samuel, he called his name and Samuel jumped up and he went again to Eli and said, lo, here I am, I'm here, you called me, did you call me? And Eli says to him again, no, son, I didn't call you, turn again and go back to sleep. Now, the last thing Eli was expecting was that Eli, was that Samuel would be hearing from the Lord God because the scripture says that there was no open revelation. They weren't really hearing from God a lot in this season. And then for the very last time, I'm all the way in verse seven now, it says, Samuel, knew not yet the Lord. And the word of the Lord was uh, was not shown to him yet. For Samuel didn't know the Lord. In other words, he, he hadn't been reading. He hadn't had an experience with God yet. And then verse eight says that the Lord called Samuel a third time. Samuel was 12 years old here, guys. 
Think about that. He was 12. Some of your kids may be 12. You may have been 12 or younger when you first experienced hearing from God. Samuel was 12. And we know that Samuel grows up to be a great man of God, highly prophetic. And um, later on in life, it says that everything that Samuel spoke, every word that he prophesied, that none of the words fell to the ground. They all came to pass. And so here we are in verse eight. And it says, the third time that Samuel heard, he rose up and he went to Eli and said, lo, for thou callest me. And Eli finally understood that the Lord had called the child. And he says to him, go to sleep. And if you hear the call again, he says, you should say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And then Samuel went and he went back to sleep and he slept in his face, in his place. And the Lord came again. And the scripture says that the Lord came and stood and he called and um, as he had called the second time and he called to him again. And the Lord said to Samuel, lo, make a word. That is, I shall do a thing signified by a word. And the Lord began speaking to Samuel and this is where Samuel begins to hear what God has to say. And not only is God speaking to Samuel at 12 years old, guys, at 12 years old, God literally begins speaking to him and gives him a full and complete message for Eli, the, the Levites, the person's home that he was staying in, right? And for the people that were in that season and for his whole household and his children. And it's a, it's a, wor it's a word of warning. It's a word that is a tough word. And so I came on today and I was thinking about, you know, how so many of us, we're in this season of, of prophecy more than ever. And Joel 2.28 says that in the last days, your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, um, and your young men will have visions, et cetera, et cetera, right? And there's so much there to unpack. And not only are we seeing more and more prophetic people arising and prophets arising, but we're actually even in a season where we're seeing kids begin to dream more than ever. I know that as a child, as a kid, I dreamt a lot, but when I gave my life to Jesus, I dreamt even more. And I know that there are some of you who have experienced and have had some sort of supernatural encounters in your life, and you really just didn't know who to talk to about it. You had no idea how to process it. You had no one to really, um, you know, disciple you through it or mentor you through it or walk you through it. And, you know, just weren't sure about what to do with perhaps that thing that you saw in the room or that um, angel that you may have seen in church or um, the thing that you may have heard. Well, in the same way, I think Eli felt that way. And so today what I want to do is give you just a couple of tips on what to do so that your children as moms, if you're a mom and you're listening, I want to give you a couple of tips on what to do if your kids are in the position that maybe you were or in the position that Eli was in, hearing from God, hearing things in the realm of the spirit, maybe just having dreams. Sometimes we take dreams and we just throw them by the wayside. We think, oh, it's just a dream. Oh, I dreamt this or I dreamt that. And we just don't know what to do with it. And so we forget about it. Sometimes we remember a portion of it. Sometimes we don't remember any of it. And we don't know how to go and get the dream back. We never write the dream down. We never steward what God perhaps has actually given. 
And we don't know how to teach our children that. And so what you're going to do, if you don't have pen and paper out right now or your phone out so that you can jot these couple of things down, I want you to just take it out so that you can jot these down. And so what I want to do is start with number one. The very first thing you ought to do, um, and maybe, as I said, no one told you this when you were a child. And this isn't really just for your children, although we are saying, you know, I am saying I want to teach you how to raise supernatural kids. You can take these same tools, these same tips and use them for your own life today. Maybe no one's told you yet. Maybe you have no clue. As we look at the book of, uh, we look at, as we look at First Samuel and we see that um, this was a boy who was living in the temple with the priest, with Eli, and this was a man of God that he was living with. He was dedicated to the work of the Lord by his mother, that uh, she was so gracious and so grateful to the Lord God that she dedicated her son to the work of the Lord. And so he went and he lived with the priest in the temple. And so here he was around the things of God, but he still didn't seem to have anyone that he could really uh, share his experience with. Because as you can see, number one, the very first thing, he had the encounter with God. He heard the voice of the Lord God. He went to the person that was supposed to be able to help him steward the voice and what to do, how to do it. But that person um, was completely out of tune with what was going on until the third time. And so when your child comes to you and they happen to have a dream, maybe they've had a vision, maybe they've had something that you think is just completely off of the wall, something supernatural, some sort of an encounter, and you really, maybe you don't even believe that they've seen it. Maybe you don't believe that they've heard it. Maybe you don't even you know, think that what they're saying is actually what they saw, what they heard. You're just not really sure, but maybe you do. The very first thing you ought to do is to tell that child, number one, whatever you saw, whatever you heard, whatever it was that you experienced, let's get you a little journal. Let's get you a little book. And I want you to begin to write down everything that you saw, heard, experienced, felt. I want you to write it down. I want you to write every detail down about it. And I want you to highlight the things that stand out to you the most about what you saw, heard, experienced, felt, etc. Because what we do know is that God uses our senses. He uses uh, all that we have to allow us to experience him. That means that he's going to use your eyes. He's going to use your ears. He's going to use even your nose, your smeller. He'll use your mouth, your taste. He'll use what you feel, your feelings. He'll use your emotions. He will use all that you are and all that he's given you to cause you and help you to experience what he's trying to relate to you in the realm of the spirit. And so have your child, number one, write down the dream, write the vision, write the experience, whatever it is that they felt. That is the number one thing that you need to do because it begins, first of all, to help them feel validated and to give them a place, a starting place. It helps them to see that there perhaps is some validity to what I've done and what I've experienced. That's number one. The second thing you want to do is if you haven't already, to begin to develop a lifestyle of prayer over what they saw, what they experienced, what they heard, what they dreamt, you want to begin to develop a lifestyle of prayer where when they bring the information to you, 
both of you stop where you are and you take the time to begin to pray about what it was they experienced and what they saw, what they felt, what they heard, what they dreamt. You pray about it in the name of Jesus and you just ask God for enlightenment. You ask God to bring a clarity to what it is exactly he is trying to relay or show your child and ask God, what should we do with it? What do you want us to do with the information? And let me say this, number three, this is number three. After you've prayed over it and you've asked God, what do you want me to do with this information? If you feel like you don't ever hear anything from God again after this, the very next thing you want to do, whether or not you hear from God, is number three, you want to begin to pray about what you saw. Number two, you're praying to God for guidance, praying to God for to be led. But number three, you're praying then about what you saw in the dream, what the child saw in the dream. And you're teaching this child to press into what God has delivered them. You're praying about it. Number four, I want to tack, I want to tack on to number three is the two of you, it's, this is so crucial because you want to be able to know the difference between a, a, a dream or vision or um, a word, something that was heard from the Lord God. And you want to make sure that it isn't something that has somehow crept in or made its way into your environment and your child is now hearing or seeing or experiencing things that are that have nothing to do with God, but that are actually demonic. And so the way that we do that is, number four is to line everything up with scripture. So that means um, where we see Samuel, let's take Samuel, for example, right? Where we see Samuel and we see all the things that happened with Samuel, um, we see the way that God moved. We see the way that God spoke. Uh, we see um, exactly what happened in Samuel's situation. We go through the Bible and we look at, look at Daniel. We look at how God spoke to Daniel. We look at how Daniel experienced God. When Daniel was given uh, the assignment to figure out what the dream was and to give an answer to the king about the dream, what did Daniel do? We look at stories like that and we get guidance. We get a leading and we make sure that, okay, this is what I saw and it lines up with scripture in this way or it lines up with scripture in that way. And let's talk about Daniel for a minute. Daniel was a young boy. And he needed to figure out exactly what the dream was that King Nebuchadnezzar had. And not only did he need to figure out what the dream was, but then he needed to have an answer. Daniel immediately took the, took the, the assignment. He went and he prayed. And he had two other people that he sought counsel with that also knew the Lord God, right? And so he went and he sought godly counsel. And I can give that as number five. Number four is lining it up with your Bible and getting your child to begin. Read with your child stories where people dreamt and stories where people heard from God. Uh, people like Samuel, people like David, Joseph. These were all young men that all dreamt or children that dreamt and heard from God. And the number five is going to be what Daniel did. Daniel sought godly counsel. He went to the two people that he was there um, with and they prayed with him. That was the very first thing that he did. He sought godly counsel while he prayed. And then he got an answer, a full answer from God. And he brought back what the Lord God had told him regarding the dream, not just the dream, 
but the interpretation. And so number six is going to be, as you're praying with your child, and this is going to bring such validation to your child, it's going to bring such strength to your child as well as you, and it's going to help your child to see that, you know, what's going on with me isn't spooky, you know, um, this, is, this is God speaking to me. And you, it's so important, listen, and, and this, is, this is such a crucial point. It's so important to make sure that what they're experiencing is lining up with scripture. And so, you know, I know that as a mom, oftentimes you're already reading the Bible with your kids, or maybe they're, you know, in, in youth church and they're learning and they're experiencing. But when it comes to things like this, I find that it's even more important to dig even farther, to dig even deeper, because these are things that you're probably not going to learn a whole lot about in youth church or in children's church, right? And so these are things that you want to make. Teach. This is a teaching that, you know, I'm digging into with my child and, you know, they've got this gift on their life and they've got this anointing on their life. and God is speaking to them and I want to help them to be able to steward it. I want to help, you know, my family to be able to walk deeper and closer with God. And not only that, as I said, you may be that parent. You may be a parent who also dreams. You may be a parent that also sees vision. You want to know what to do with what God gives you, Right. So it's so crucial to be able to do that. Number six was you're going to begin to pray for the interpretation of what God has delivered, of what God has given you, praying for interpretation and believe that just as God gave Joseph interpretation of dreams, just as God gave Daniel interpretation of dreams, believe that God is going to open up your eyes, your son's eyes, your daughter's eyes. And these are prayers that you pray as you're studying out these different people in the Bible with your child, that God would open up our eyes to see and to get clear revelation of what it is he's saying in this moment, regardless of who it's for, Regardless of why he's given it to you, God give us revelation so that we can steward the dream, the vision, the experience, whatever it was that you've shown us, we want to steward it well. We want to steward it the way that you would have us steward it, right? And in the same way that Joseph delivered the dream, the interpretation of the dream in Egypt, Pharaoh, the same way that David delivered the interpretation of the dream with King Nebuchadnezzar, in the same way, your children, you can deliver the interpretation of a dream. And so those are six points, six ways that you can raise supernatural kids. And it literally is centered around the word. It's centered around being so focused and so connected to scripture and just really discipling your children in the faith. That's really what it's all about. Um, and these same six tips and tools there are more, but I'm going to stop there at six and maybe I'll deliver the others in a, in a later podcast. But those six are so powerful. They are so incredibly powerful for a child, for a family, for a mom, for a dad, for anyone to take and begin to move forward with what God has given them. You know, and if I can add a, a seventh piece to it, it would be that as you read the word of God with your family and as you begin to see how God moves, you're going to be able to cancel out wondering if this is demonic. Is this something that, you know, that has nothing to do with God? Because the more you know God, the more you see the revelation of who God is in scripture, the more you're going to know what isn't God when you do see it. 
you're going to know if the child is just dream, dreaming dreams that are demonic dreams or dreams that are just pizza dreams, so to speak. Those dreams that you have when you eat too much before going to bed, those dreams, you're going to know. <laughs> you're going to know. Um, God will reveal it to you. He's going to reveal it to you. And, you know, this is so important because in this season and in this time, God is not just giving dreams out just to give dreams out, but it's for a reason. It's for a purpose. It's for a time and a season. We're living in a season and a time right now where people are having dreams, they're having visions, prophetic words are going forth because it's needed in the earth, because it's needed in families, it's needed in churches. People are looking for hope. People are looking for purpose. People are looking for God. And God is looking for people that will just answer the call. He's looking for people that will just have their ears in tune, their eyes ready to see him. People that are ready to hear what thus saith the Lord and to deliver a message to a people. Because the enemy is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But God, God causes each and every one of us to be more than conquerors. And that's really who we are. We're more than conquerors. And so this piece of um, advice, these tips are so, so, so important for these times that we live in today. And I want you to take it, be encouraged, use it, steward it well, disciple your children with it. Go and get those notebooks, go and get those journals, um, make sure that the things are written down. I don't like to just use a phone. You can use a phone, but try to put it somewhere later because guess what? When you're dead and gone, when your children are dead and gone, if Christ tarries, right, they're not going to have access to the phone. Like everyone won't have access to the phone, but if you can get it and write it down in a book, write it down in a journal and put it on your phone. If something happens to the phone, if all the information is wiped off of the phone, guess what? It is in the written word. It is a, it has been written. You have put it in a journal, you've put it in a book and it will be forever there. You don't want to forget about dreams. You don't want to forget about what God shows you because you want to make sure that um, you're stewarding it and that you're walking out, walking it out because God gives dreams to children just as he does to adults. And some of the reasons that he gives them are for revelation, for insight. He gives them for warning to let you know that something's coming. He gives dreams for encouragement. He gives you, he'll give you a dream for direction. All of these reasons so that you know what to do, when to do, how to do. And so that makes life easier. It makes life more manageable. That's just the God that he is just an amazing God. And so I hope these great tips have helped you with raising supernatural kids, raising supernatural kids, super moms. You are a super mom because you're a surrendered mom. Remember, this whole idea of being a super mom isn't about you um, being able to bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan and do everything on your own, but it literally is about you being able to surrender your will to surrender your worries and to surrender everything that you've got to the Lord God Almighty. And as you walk in that surrender, that's literally what makes you a super mom. I was in Haiti in 2012, 2013, and I was ministering to women there in Haiti at a, at a pregnancy center. And I remember hearing the Lord saying very specifically to me, because I was thinking all of these moms, and I was thinking about the ministry that he had given me, Super Mom University. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, a super mom is a surrendered mom. 
It's not the Western idea of what super mom is doing it all, you know, being everything to everyone. But he said, to be a super mom literally means to be a surrendered mom. And that surrendered mom is a mom, a mother that is surrendered to my calling on her life. You are surrendered to God's will for your life because you realize that you can't do it on your own. You realize you don't even want to do it on your own. Okay. Can we say that? You don't even want to do it on your own. You're tired of trying to figure it out on your own. You've seen too many people mess up with it, you know, and it's, you may not even think, you know, I'm going to mess up, but you do know that there's a higher power and his name is Jesus and that he's the one that can help you be the mother that he's created you to be. And so you're a super mom because you are a surrendered mom. And so as you guys are listening to this today, you amazing ladies are listening to this today, I want you to remember that, that you're a super mom, whether you're a mom-to-be, new mom, old mom, empty nester mom, um, mom of stay-at-home mom, mom of special needs kids, whatever kind of mom you are, that you are a super mom because you know how to surrender the, you know how to surrender your will and to you pick up your cross, but you also know that this cross isn't something that you've got to bear alone, that you cast all of your cares on Jesus and you because he cares for you. You cast every single care on him because he cares for you. And that means that you know how to surrender. God bless you guys. It's been an amazing, amazing time sharing with you. I pray that you take this and you share it with as many people as you can, this amazing podcast, Supermom University. And I want to pray for you before I go. Father, I thank you that you cover every mother on here. I thank you, Lord, that you not just cover her, but you continue to give her the wisdom to be and to do all that you've created her to be. I thank you, Father, for the mom that is uh, the one who works out of the home, the stepmother, the foster mother, the adopted mother. Father, I thank you for the mother-in-law, the empty nester mom, the stay-at-home mom. I thank you, Father, for the a uh, mother that is a traditional mom. I thank you, Father, for the high schooler mom, the middle schooler mom. Father, for every type of mother that's represented on here today and for those that will listen, God, I thank you for the wisdom that you're pouring into them so that they know exactly their calling as it relates to their children and that they know that they don't have to do it alone. I thank you, Lord, for strength. I thank you for wisdom. And in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for unity in their household. I thank you, Father, for supernatural kids and supernatural families that hear from you and move by your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Live surrender.